0: 120, how to be more confident in your love life. And guess what? I have some really exciting news for you. This episode is going to help you become more confident in your life, not just in your love life, (laughs) but when you are able to be confident in your love life, um, you're able to be more confident in every aspect of your life. So why don't we start there? (laughs) You're just going to hand it off. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I introduced it. Now you start. (laughs) Well, what I,
1: what I was thinking about is I actually say this in almost every single one of my dating programs that there has been a tremendous amount of research done around what both men and women say is like the number one, most desired quality in a person and time and time again, across the board, confidence is the number one desired quality in another person. And I think confidence is such a hard thing for women to cultivate because we live in a world that has bombarded us with messages on this is what you're supposed to look like. This is what you're supposed to weigh. This is what you're supposed to buy. This is what you're supposed to do. And so at the root of a lack of self-confidence is a lack of self-belief. And so it really, really comes from, it's an inside job. We say that 20 trillion times. Mm -hmm. It comes from knowing, confidence is knowing ourselves, right? It's really, really actually easy to be confident when you know who you are, you know what you value, you know what matters to you, and you're not waiting for someone else to tell you who you are. And you know that you are worthy, that you are enough, and that you are lovable, being lovable is the most important mindset truth that you can adopt because why is dating such a fucking shit show out there is because you go on a date saying, am I lovable to you? Am I worthy to you? Am I enough for you? And then you wonder why you're not confident
0: (laughs) rather than
1: you operate from those truths first. And then everything changes
0: yeah and that's playing out like whether you know that's playing out or not you know it's like when the rupture happens and the guy doesn't text or he ghosts or he, or you're you get broken up with and all of a sudden you're the sabotory the stories in your mind are oh God like there must be something wrong with me maybe I'm not good enough why is he leaving me like that's when we turn on ourselves so sometimes you don't even know that that's playing in the background and I'm just thinking of all the women who I work with who are listening and I know you're listening. Um, confidence and um, confidence doesn't mean walled. So <laughs> I work with a lot of women who have walls around their heart when they first come and I every client always says, oh, I'm really, really confident when we start to unpack. I hear this all the time. I'm really, really confident. And then, but they have no self-worth. They're disconnected from their self-worth. So they don't actually treat themselves well but they are confident based on some external validation that they get. So they're confident, quote unquote, because they have success. Because they have a nice house, because they've achieved a lot of things. This feels like patriarchal confidence <laughs> based on some construct of what our life is supposed to look like, or like you said, what we're supposed to look like. And so there's this perception of confidence, but then, you know, sleeping with that guy over and over again who you absolutely feel like hell after you have sex with him or tolerating a toxic relational dynamic, or, you know, all the things that we do that actually are in breach of confidence that are in that that are that right. depict that you don't have a sense of self-worth, that you're not connected to the worth that you that you are innate too, that you innately have. (laughs) like, how do I say this? The self-worth that you innately have, we talk about how your self-worth is unwavering, but most women aren't operating from a place of I am worthy, right? And you only have access to your worth when you treat yourself like you're worthy. So confidence often gets confused with, I have all this success on the outside. I've checked all the boxes based on who society tells me to be. I'm confident. So I go on dates and I Order my drink and I tell them where we want to go and I control all the variables because I'm in charge and I'm confident, but that's actually often our protection. So, yeah, I wanted to speak to that. It's such a, it, it's when you're truly confident. I love what you said. You're, you just are who you are. That's what I'm noticing when I'm dating. It's there's, it's rare it still happens in moments where i catch myself contorting myself or proving myself or even i went on a date with three women the other night that i don't know that i met on an athens expats group and you know there's moments where i caught myself like improver energy and then i ca- i caught it and i was like oh ew, that didn't feel good because i'm so in touch with how mm-hmm. with feeling good and with where i'm coming from within myself that i know if my saboteur hijacks me for a moment so it's being able to just be who you are, but if you're not anchored and rooted in who you are, you're going to be being who you think you need to be, or you're going to be trying to control the variables, or you're, you're not going to be acting from that true place of confidence, which is I'm confident in me, not in your saboteur, your like false identity that you've created based on who you think you need to be to get a guy, but actually being anchored and rooted in you.
1: I'm so glad you brought that up. And I was waiting for you to say it, that the women who say, oh, yeah, 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 I am confident. If your confidence is based on external circumstance, that is not confidence. Yes. So stop like that's not confidence. And I see that too. I tend to have the mix of both like the women. They're like, yes, I'm very clear. I have no confidence and I I need to build it, let alone the walled off. But it's so, so, so important for people to make that distinction because of course that's what we're chasing. And this is with worth too. We are set up to look outside of ourselves. This is what the freaking podcast is about. We are set up to look outside of ourselves. I'm worthy when I have a boyfriend. I'm worthy when I make a certain amount of money. I'm confident when X, Y, Z happens for me. So again, guess what that is? That's chasing a feeling. And this is what chasing validation is. And if you haven't listened to our episode on how to stop chasing validation, definitely go over there. But what validation is is you're asking someone else to think a thought for you that you can't think so let me break this down when someone validates you oh you're so beautiful you're so powerful you're so amazing you then believe it because they said it but it's not yours it's not your thought that's what actually feeds that i need them to keep saying that and i need to go on the the more dates so that i keep having that validation but it's never actually landing for you And I know, again, this is not about like that positive thinking is like the be all end all, but guess what? Number one way to build your self-confidence is change your self-talk. It is impossible to feel good about yourself and to feel confident in yourself if you talk to yourself like Mm -hmm. shit. If you are so mean to yourself all the time, because that then feeds the addiction to someone else saying good things to you. And then guess what? That feeds you thinking that love bombing is love when it's not. And that leads you just falling for the toxic person who just maybe shows up in really a grand way in the beginning. But again, it's not rooted in anything. If you're not rooted in you, you're gonna get swept by things. So that's first, that your self-talk is the biggest influence on your self-confidence. Number two, it does not come from outside of you. And I don't know if you want to speak to how like, oh, I just feel more confident when I've done, you know, plastic surgery (laughs) Um, or I just feel Uh, more, you know, I feel more confident. Like nothing outside of you can fix how you feel inside. I'm sorry. There are things that can influence. Right. I get it. I've I. Feel better. I don't feel more confident. I feel better about myself when I actually wear jewelry that I like or clothes that I like, or I clean my office or my bedroom is beautiful. Like that contributes to feeling good, but I do it from, this is what I deserve, right? I do it from, this is how I want to carry myself in the world. Not so that I mm-hmm. feel a certain way, right? I'm committed to feeling good. And then the last thing on the, the third thing that um creates confidence is and maybe people have heard this before a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset this is like a very classic um psychological term Um, I can't remember who came up with it, but this is so important around love, actually. So a fixed mindset is I'm given all of the tools and the capabilities that I have, and I just have to deal with them. So these are the people that think I don't have to learn anything about dating and relationships. Right. I, I just know I'm fine. Or they have shame around investing in learning about it. Or the, at the worst level a fixed mindset is the person who says, I'm just always going to struggle with this, right? I just, I'm just i not good at it, so I'm never going to change. A growth mindset says, I can essentially learn. I can learn anything. If you want to start a business, you can learn how to start a business. If there's a workout class you want to learn how to do, you can learn that. An art project, you can learn that, right? A growth mindset is essentially, I can I can figure it out. And then confidence is I can, I can cultivate this. I have what I need and not in the, like, you know, if I wanted to be a rocket science, like I ha- scientist, I have what I need. Now I can do it. It's <laughs> I have the resources to figure out how that's what confidence is. And that's how I, I've watched it time and time again, every client I've ever had has that mindset. So then one, that's how they come back to me with their partner many years later. That's how they're willing to go to therapy with their partner, not when the relationship is falling apart, but because they say, whoa, well, there are things that I need to learn and nothing can get in to a closed mind. Yes, the closed mind. And this is what I say to stay away from when you're dating, actually watch out for people who are rigid and closed and shut down and unwilling to change because change is going to happen no matter what. This is actually the number one thing I fell in love with about Andrew is how willing and open he was to try and is to try things. But those are the three things. And this mindset, a confident mindset is I can figure it out. I'm enough, I'm worthy, I belong, I'm lovable. I don't need someone else to validate that for me or prove that to me. And I can learn, I can learn how to date well. I can learn how to be in relationship well. And that's the greatest news of all. No one is doomed. But guess what? You're doomed if you don't do anything about it. If you just yeah. tell yourself a different partner, I'll feel more confident with a different partner. Or, I'll feel more confident with a different face or I'll feel more yes. confident with a with a you know different job. Of course, all those things will influence how you feel, but confidence does not come from outside of you. Mm-hmm. And you can't be confident if you talk to yourself like shit. And if you think you're supposed to be someone that you're not.
0: So going back to the, I can mindset, are you saying that I can learn Greek? Yes, you can. Are you like the hard, <laughs> one of the hardest languages in the world? Do you think I actually could learn it? Yes, I do. <laughs> I really yes, like that. I do. That. I love that. Agape mu. I do know a little bit of Greek, just the basics. That means my love. Um, so I, yeah, I love that you said that because I think of like, as you were talking, I was thinking of all the things that I've done that I didn't think I could do. A, have a business. Exactly. I, people back in the day when I used to work for the company, I used to work coach a coach and, and um, I was their head trainer, speaking on stages and teaching someone else's content and curriculum. I had so many clients at the time tell me I needed to do my own thing. And they were like, you are really gifted at teaching and coaching and you need to do your own thing. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I have the perfect setup. And like, I don't have it in me. I'm not capable. And then I went to astrology reading and she was like, you're not meant to work for other people. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, maybe I do have it in me. Um, and I look now and it's like, wow, that's crazy that girl back then because my saboteur and our protective mechanisms are sneaky and they come with us like as we evolve they evolve so that's why knowing yourself and always working with people to to be able to see the blind spots because your saboteur is so freaking sneaky and she'll come with you and so it's so fascinating because back then I was already so far along my journey I'd healed a fear of public speaking I was facilitating you know groups of 50 people, business owners, teaching them how to be bet more mesmerizing on stage and teaching them selling from state and all these things that I, you know, five years before that didn't think I had it in me to do. I didn't think I'd ever be able to public speak, you know, and then thinking about dance class where i learned how to twerk in high heels and do like <laughs> sexy dancing like i certainly didn't think i had it in me to do that and i did it in front of audiences of 200 people before covid and like full on was like twerking and head whipping and and you know dancing in high heels and and fishnet stockings and underwear i didn't think that was possible like over and over and over again so i'm so glad you brought this in because it, you can do absolutely anything and your saboteur's job is to keep you small your saboteur believes because when you're a kid and you were so big in whatever way, you, you got shut down for it. You got told to go to your room or to be quiet or to, to not take up so much space or to whatever. You got shut down from it over and over and over again. So those protective mechanisms believe that if you step outside that little bubble of comfort of who you know yourself to be, that you're you're in danger, right? Like that part of you actually believes that it's not safe. But I, and I, on the last episode, I talked about Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and how breaking the habit of being yourself is about getting out of your comfort zone and doing all the things that you think you can't do, but you feel like curiosity Towards, or you're jealous of someone else that dances or that does musical theater. I I mean, I'm just describing me that does well things that I love. (laughs) You're jealous of things that you know, someone who rock climbs on big cliffs or whatever. It's like there is a part of your soul that desires that. Hi, (laughs) Leela. There's a part of your soul that desires that. And that's why, like jealousy, we're simply our soul and our saboteur are pointing towards the same thing. And the saboteur is like, oh, you could never be, do that, be, do, or have that. And your heroine is like, oh, that's actually who I am. That's a part of me. So that's how we build the confidence is by getting outside of that bubble of comfort and doing new things and going new places and meeting new people and following those little curiosities and doing the inner healing so that you do have the courage to step outside of your bubble of comfort. Um, Yeah, wait, I wrote down a few other things I wanted to say. Oh, you spoke about plastic surgery. I just, I I have to speak to this briefly. And this is said with love. And I know I've spoken to this before, but it's not very often. You know, women are, it's a self fulfilling prophecy because we're sold a message that women aren't supposed to age and, you know, that external confidence is what matters. And, you know, so women are freezing their faces and putting injections in and doing all these things to change their faces. And I've had this conversation with many people I know where they say, It actually makes me more confident, but that if your confidence is rooted in everyone else's perception of you, it's other people's perception is that what's driving that. It's not Mm. actually you because it doesn't actually make you feel better. Confidence is when you feel good on the inside, when you feel beautiful. It's not about what you look like. I have a client right now who is amazing and she's going through a health issue and she's always like her confidence has built so much around her body being really fit and healthy. And now she's going through a health issue. So all of a sudden she can't work out in the same way and she can't She's going through this healing journey and she's like, holy shit, I didn't even realize so much of my confidence was built around what I look like. And so if it's external, your what size your house is, how big your bank account is, what your how youthful your face looks because it can't move and express itself, um, how you know thin you are, how fit you are, that's not true confidence because my question for you is this and I know you and Andrew went through this journey. If you didn't have the rock and hot body, if you didn't have the full bank account, if you lost your health, if you lost your house, if you lost your body, if you lost whatever it is that you think is giving you confidence, would you still feel confident? And if the answer is no, that's there not confidence. Yeah. That's not confidence. Over and over if it's external. And, and
1: this is, I mean, I, I think one symptom of codependency is externally. Um, referencing, yes. right? Yeah. Who do you think I should be? Do you like me? And I love, 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 love that because a lot of times women will say, oh, I'm a great catch because of yes. Yes. X, Y, Z. Um, and I think I only shared this on Instagram many moons ago, but one of Andrew's vows actually, literally he said, and we did, I didn't know what he was going to say. We wrote our own vows in our wedding. One of his vows was Catherine. If we, he literally said, we are blessed with so many things. And if we lost it all, I still choose you. You're the person I want to sit next to in a box, like on the side of the road, even if we had nothing. And that's what lo- love is the essence of you. That's who I'm choosing, right? You're choosing the soul and the character of who someone is when you're dating. Cause a lot of narcissists are very fucking confident in the beginning, right? Avoidance, will show up very confidently in the beginning. And then you'll think that that's who that person is, rather than they're putting on a show. This is what love bombing is. It's a show for you. It's manipulating your feelings, right? When you are loved, when you love yourself, it's on those days when it feels like nothing is going right. It's like make me cry because I've had so many of these days in my life. And this Mm. was actually when I understood self-love when nothing was going well, I didn't actually feel that good. But the, I noticed the way I was talking to myself was still from a place of compassion. Yes. Right. It wasn't. I didn't drop into despair. I wasn't beating myself up. I wasn't making big proclamations about my life that now my life is over and I shouldn't do anything. It was, oh, I'm just having a bad day. Yeah. Right. What do I need? And I wanted to say about um, when you were saying parent, you know, the kid is big, right? And maybe your parents didn't support that for those with childhood trauma, one, because my parents did this, watch out if your parents projected their own limiting beliefs mm. onto you, because that, that's a whole other thing. Because I want to really be clear, confidence is a belief in yourself and surround yourself with people who freaking believe in you, right? I mean, I in, in the past 10 years of coaching, I actually remember calling, um, I, I said it already, I worked with Amanda Renee. Actually, and I hired Amanda Renee, because I was like, you're gonna believe in me. Like, that's like, that's one of her gifts. And I paid to work with a coach just to have someone help me cultivate belief in myself and like her conviction around that miracles are possible, because I just knew I needed to work on that. So again, I didn't hire her from lack or I'm not good enough. It was, okay, this is her gift. I can see that. I can see that this is what I need to work on. This is why you hire a dating and relationship coach, right? And the gift of my clients are all, hey, I actually realize I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I realize that I keep repeating the same pattern over and over again. And I want to change. Those are the people I work with. Kate and I are not here to convince you. We can't work harder than you at you saying, I want to change because long after you work with us, your life changes forever because you decided. And then the other thing I wanted to say about confidence, because that was so awesome to have you reference like all the things that you didn't think you could do and then you could. My first class of Dating Decoded is about confidence. And I talked about that. I had everyone write down what's the thing that you were like afraid to do, didn't think you could do. And now you're really confident around it because everything is a practice. Like confidence is cultivated. No one just like flips a switch and then is like confident and confident for all those women that are walled off thinking they're confident, Confident confidence on an attitude. I want to say that too. Yes. And this, this is important, right? Like get it. If you have childhood trauma and this wasn't supported, this is where it's going to be hard for you. But this idea of being willing to be bad at something. Be willing to make mistakes. Be willing to need to learn. That's actually a parent's job to support a child around, right? To be willing to be frustrated with something as they're figuring out how to tie their shoes, or learning how to spell, or making a mistake on their, um, you know, art project. In those moments, whatever your parent did, set in motion how you'll be with yourself. So if confidence is built and cultivated through trying new things, if you have all this trauma around, I have to only try things that I'm good at. I can't make mistakes. I can't stumble and fall. Like I remember right before I, um, right before I met Andrew, when I was going through my big, big breakup with Jamie and I was, you know, my, my business was actually not doing well, of course, cause I wasn't taking care of myself. And I remember I just sat and I was like, okay, What's the worst thing that can happen right now? And it was that my business fails and I move back home with my parents and I said it out loud. And then I was like, okay. And then I'd be able to find, figure out something else, right? Like that's actually confidence that you're, that no matter what happens, even if everything falls apart, you trust yourself to be able to figure things out. And women now are back in the, our last episode about chasing the fairy tale and how to stop chasing it. If we have a culture where women are not empowered around anything in their life, empowered to navigate how to manage your own fucking money, empowered to buy a house, empowered to know how things work. That's when you think you need a man to do it, yeah. right? And that perpetuates the idea of, I can't. I mean, really, if you're walking around with, I can't, what's, oh my God, what's that little cute thing? If you think you can't, wait, what, oh, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. I think is that that's how it goes. Um, Yeah. You know, and again, if you can just start to feel as we're talking, it's all mindset. It's all mindset and having the discipline around your mind. And you're allowed to ask for help both Kate and I have a shit ton of mentors (laughs) that we work with and friends. And of course, this is who we are to each other. Like have friends to give you pep talks. Half of our freaking boxes to each other are pep talks around remembering who you are. So I I really want to bring that in so that it's not oh, I have to do it all myself. Right, It's recognizing, wait a minute, who is around me? Are they contributing to my confidence? Not that I'm dependent on their validation, but are they contributing and reinforcing the truth? Or am I surrounded by people that just keep reinforcing my negative beliefs about myself? And your parents might be the freaking problem, right? You are not your, I just did a huge ritual with one client last week around, you are not your parents. Like you do not have to carry their ideals, their messages, their attitude about life. Like you are your own sovereign being. So I wanted to bring those things into.
0: Yeah. And it's, to me, it feels like, it feels like who you surround yourself with is like, do you feel seen for who you really are? And, 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 you know, I feel like, okay. So making that statement 10 years ago, like I didn't really, I was still in the process of uncovering who I am. So, but Do you feel good around the people you're around? Do you feel like they believe in you? You know, I think of like how many voxers I have saved from you that start with Kate Harlow, this is who you are. (laughs) And blah, blah, blah. When I'm like, "Eh, I'm insecure about this thing. And you're like so potent and powerful. And I know who in my life, and it's all my closest friends. I have like a handful of really close sisters. And I know every single one of them will, in the moments when I forget because we do. We always do. That's going to happen. It's not about, again, confidence is also not about being perfectly confident in every moment. That's absolutely not what it is. And in the moments we forget, in the moments the saboteur hijacks, in the moments that life feels really hard, that we have people around us who see us and who call us back to the truth of who we are. Because that's what my friends do. They call me back and remind me. I'm like, oh shit, right. That is who I am. Okay, cool. Then I get back on track. And it's not, again, not in a codependent way. Is I also have a million practices I do to get myself back into that state. And I have a community around me who can call me back and who can remind me of who I am when I forget. So that's so important. And then one uh, analogy I want to share, because we also live in a perfectionist world. So it's like, you, if you, certainly if you grew up and you weren't allowed to make mistakes and you weren't allowed to, and you had to be perfect little girl, good girl doing everything right. Like, yes, that's absolutely going to be running the protective mechanisms in your saboteur. But also, um, we live in a perfectionistic world. So I, I think of our, like the coaching industry, you know, people are like, just because they know how to grow a social media account, and all of a sudden they're calling themselves an expert, and they've been doing it for five minutes. And, you know, it, it, it's like, oh, yeah. And then they wonder why they have a hard time building a business or, or maintaining client relationships. And it's because they actually haven't gone through the fire and haven't like, Got, stumbled and fall like a child doesn't just walk, they learn how to walk, they fall many, many, many times. And so, but there's this expectation, it seems like it's getting worse because of social media and because of filters and because of like the world we live in is becoming more and more fake than ever before and more and more disassociated because of technology, I believe, and more disconnected that we have this expectation on us that we need to be perfect. We need to look perfect. We need to have the perfect life and the perfectly curated life that you can share on Instagram. And from that place, so many, I, I have a lot of clients who are like, oh, it's so uncomfortable for me to do something new or try something new because I don't like not being perfect at it. And my old mentor used to use this metaphor of she's, she, when, whenever we would be, we used to teach this three-day marketing event called magnetize your audience. And it was, I remember like the clients on uh, about the beginning of the day two, they'd all be freaking out. They'd be like, Oh my God, I don't get it. What if I don't get it done by the end of the weekend? Like we promised they would create a piece of education based marketing by the time they left, like write a talk basically. And they would be freaking out. And she taught this metaphor of the door of confusion. And she would draw this big scribble in the middle of the flip chart. And she would say, in order to learn anything new, you have to walk through the door of confusion. Mm. And it feels really chaotic and really confusing and overwhelming. And your mind will go crazy trying to like, oh, I don't like this. It's so uncomfortable because it's new. Literally anything. You learn a new dance. You learn how to how to do a new art skill you anything and you start a new job you get into a new relationship literally anything that is new that you've never done before you have to walk through that door of confusion Netflix wasn't just Netflix like it was a dude in his basement like sending videos to someone's house like it started off with like one guy and his like PC computer I mean I don't know the story but like it's (laughs) it started somewhere like it didn't just start off being this billion dollar massive thing it it started off somewhere right and they had to walk through the door of confusion to get to where they are and Love so that. we yeah it's such a beautiful I used it in the masterclass a couple of weeks ago because it, it, so many of the women were like, oh, this is like overwhelming and I'm all the saboteur archetypes and like, and starting to be hard on themselves. It's like, first you got to learn and be patient with yourself. And I love that you talked about the voice because I call it building your the voice of your heroine. Our saboteurs are so fucking loud. The, and your saboteur's voice, the reason my clients and the women in the masterclass name that voice, actually, I think I talked about naming the voice in one of the podcast episodes too. You name the voice of your saboteur Regina is mine. You call her another name because that voice isn't even your own. It's like your grandma's voice, your mom's voice, your grade three teacher's voice, the media's voice, the patriarchy's voice. Like it's everyone's voice, but your own. And over time, you have to start building the voice of the heroine. You have to start building this other voice that has compassion for you when you're learning something new. That's like, hey, Kate, even though Greek class was really hard today, I'm not taking (laughs) Greek class yet, but I'm going to sign up after this episode. Uh, Even though it was really hard today, it like you can do it. And you know, you're in the door of confusion and you will learn a few basic conversational skills, whatever, one day at a time, one word at a time, you can do this, right? That as if you, and, and I say for my clients, your voice of your heroine becomes a cheerleader for little you, yes. as a healthy parent for little you, as opposed to the saboteur that thinks she's trying to protect little you, but she's actually walking her into a burning building, like, you, you know, actually putting her in danger and hurting her over and over and over again. Bam,
1: that's it. I don't call it heroin, but it's like, I mean, any, your authentic voice and and becoming the parent you needed. But again, this is what keeps you out of chasing the validation outside because this is what has you hooked. You think, well, I need this person to believe in me or I need this person's love. This toxic person doesn't even treat me well, but gives me attention every once in a while. Right. Your confidence is your protection. And the yeah. thing that I wanted to add around like how to back to like kind of how we started the episode about this is the quality that everyone looks for, right? In a partner. Confidence, I was I just wrote confidence is about being relaxed. Right. That when when you're on a date, just telling the truth about what you like, what you need, what you want right? Being willing to give the answers. Like when you're dating, this is what you're listening for, for someone else, right? What, what drives you more crazy than someone saying, I don't know, what do you want to do? And I, I don't know what you want to do. I mean, I don't know. How do you actually feel about that? Right. That a secret of how to get a second date is the person who shows up on the first date owning what is true. Yes. I liked that movie. You know, I don't like that movie. Actually, I really believe in X and I'm really passionate about Y just telling the truth, like confidence is ownership. And again, the ground that you're standing on to be confident is I am worthy. I am enough. And I am lovable. That's the ground that you stand on because when you're standing on that ground, then you're more willing to follow your dreams, tell the truth, own what you need in a relationship and not try to be someone else. And we did, we touched on it a little bit, but I want to say that another killer of confidence is comparing yourself to other people, right? You are unique and special and brilliant. And it's your job to discover who you are in this life. That's your job. It's not your job to follow who your parents want you to be, who life wants you to be, what patriarchy wants you to be, what your horrible boss wants you to be. Your job is to discover who you are. And guess what? It doesn't happen overnight. So the the last thing I want to say around this is giving yourself permission to relax, giving yourself permission to recognize it's a lifelong journey, And recognizing that the mindset of, I can, I, even I can figure out who I am, right. Is going to take you somewhere. There are infinite books. There are infinite workshops, Kate and mine, wink, wink, Um, our coaching program. That's what we're doing. We're helping you discover who are you. Right. And for me, it's the added, like, and what are the skills I freaking need to do my life? Well, like what's the, the cultivation of emotional maturity that's confident. Confident is being able to stay centered emotionally. If you're super reactive to things, if your happiness is dependent on circumstances, if you're up when things are going well and you crash when things are not going well, any external dependency, you're in trouble and it's an inside job and it's a practice over and over and over again. What are you practicing every single day? You practicing outsourcing your worth or you're practicing behaving like you're worthy and in alignment. Are you practicing having a fixed mindset where you're just telling yourself you can't and you're stuck or the growth mindset of I can, I can figure this all out and I don't need to figure it all out overnight, right? You don't have the expectation of learning the entire Greek language in one class, (laughs) but what can I celebrate about all the things that I learn around? the way because celebrating yourself is also going to boost confidence, right? Naming what's going well in the world. What do I have to offer another person? What am I proud of? Women are so hard on themselves, not because there's anything wrong with our genes. It's because literally because of how our culture is formulated, which is why celebrating yourself and naming what's going well. And also this is what's vulnerable on a date being proud of things and not from look at how great I am. Now we're back to those, those, you know, I'm quote unquote confident, but actually you're not because you're just focused on your accomplishments. Relax. Confidence is about being relaxed, comfortable in your skin, nothing to prove, not chasing anything, and certainly not asking someone else to be responsible for how you feel.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I love all of that and and um the celebration piece is so big. Mama Gina has this thing called the Holy Holy Trinity. She has her clients do it every time they do get together and they one one is the brag. I think brag gratitude and maybe intention. I can't remember the third one. It's in her books, but the brag, I always have my clients brag or celebrate it with each other. Cause women have been taught like, Oh, don't be so boastful. Like I get, I have, you know, family members of mine when I'm celebrating something and sharing it with them. And my auntie was like, Oh, you're high on yourself or something like that. And it's like, Oh, like we've been taught, like pull each other back down. We're not supposed to be proud of who we are. And there's a difference, like always checking in with where it's coming from. Am I celebrating or am I, or am I trying to prove myself to this other person? Like, where's it coming from within me? And one of the practices I have my clients do is always looking for Like when you're building the voice of your heroine, it's looking for evidence to prove that you are enough, that you are worthy as opposed to evidence or evidence to prove that you can do things differently, that you are succeeding, that you are showing up in a different way that dating, you know, is a practice and you're celebrating how you're showing up differently and start collecting evidence of that. Cause your saboteur is always looking for evidence of where you're missing the mark, where you're not good enough, where you're not lovable and all of those things. So we have to start looking for other evidence. Um, and then the last thing I want to say, this is a good episode. I like this. You're going to wait till after we stopped record to say that, but I just want to say I like so this good. episode. It's, it's such an important conversation. Because literally every message on planet earth has women feeling not confident and feeling like we need to spend more money on more Botox on more makeup on more hair stuff on more clothes on more cars on more, you know, things outside of ourselves to be confident we need to lose 10 pounds we need to but don't be be too confident we need to, yeah, we need to be more sexy, but not too sexy. We need to be more like, it, it's just a shit show of messaging out there that we are faced with. Everything is working against us, which is why listening to the new truth over and over again is building that new voice. Like, who do you listen to? Do you, do you, do you listen to the news or to like things that make you feel shitty? Or do you listen to the new truth? Joe Dispenza, obviously you listen to the new truth. Things that actually feed you feeling good, Um, and then okay, the really last thing because I didn't say it yet that I was gonna say is that coming back to the external validation and needing our confidence being built on things outside of yourself, whether you are in relationship or not, whether you are married or not, let go of the idea that you are that being in a relationship makes you more confident, like, because that's another setup, you know, so many women are like, oh, now I'm married. So I'm good. So I feel good. And then one day your marriage is gone and you're fucked because you think, oh, I'm good because I have this thing. It's that's the external. And so I want to say for whether you're in relationship or not, confidence comes from being in relationship with yourself, because when you're in relationship with yourself, no matter what life brings because it's going to bring you many ruptures of many different forms that's going to call you back home to yourself are you in relationship with yourself that's confidence okay i'm good are you done (laughs) (laughs) let's see i think that was it i
1: think i said my my things the 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 balance i i really i'm so glad you just said the thing about um, well I started about celebration and bragging but then the comment of like oh you're cuz cuz this is it we're we're given the message be confident but don't be too confident yes. love yourself but don't love yourself too much and how about I just keep thinking of Glennon's unfricking freaking book I'm reading it again actually now of if, if you're not full of yourself right this mm-hmm. is Glennon dwells. if you're not full of yourself what are you full of you're going to be full yes. of other people's bullshit so the the most important thing a woman can do is be full of yes. herself, Yes. full of herself. Imagine more women loving themselves, being confident, owning who they are, celebrating their life and recognize whatever happens, it, it, whatever you get insecure about, right? because this is vulnerable. If you would th- then make a judgment about the woman being full of herself or the woman loving her body or the woman loving her life. Give your, give yourself a break. So notice that you've been programmed to be jealous of that and to tell yourself that that bringing her down is the way to go rather than if she can do it, I can do it. Right? If she has yeah. permission to do it, I have permission to do it. And you don't have yes. to celebrate in the way that it looks for her. Like you will never see my naked body on my Instagram. I'm, <laughs> I celebrate the women that can do that. That's not how I celebrate my sexuality. But it's that like, hell yeah to them, yes. right? And it's not from they're better than me or they're more expressed than me. It's every expression of a woman being happy is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Every expression of a woman being freaking proud is beautiful because guess what? It's always enough. There is no race. I actually keep, I've been saying lately, like you don't, they don't give out points in heaven. <laughs> you don't, we're not playing for points here on earth. Like you are enough and the best thing is is having, as Kate just said it, having a relationship with yourself where you fall asleep at night saying, I'm proud of how I showed up mm-hmm. today. I'm proud of what I'm creating. Like, I love what I have going on. You know, I'm moving into such a simplified life right now. I just had massive growth yes. over the past two years. And now I'm like, I'm good, like hanging out at home, right? And and, in my nesting and like focusing on the kind of parent I wanna be and how I can support my daughter to be exactly who she is in the world not what I want, not what the world is gonna want from her and not how other people are parenting their kids, but what's true for me. And so, yes, we hope this episode supported you so fully in becoming the confident woman that you are destined to be born to be. It's an inside job. And as always, we love, 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 love hearing from you and knowing how this has impacted you. And most of all, secondly, we love that you share it with your friends.
0: Love you. You're a goddamn cheetah. Go read Untamed if you haven't. That's a a line from Glennon Doyle's book, um, Untamed. But that story, it's in the very beginning. It's my favorite. You're a goddamn cheetah. All right. Look it up. Love you. See you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast.